th- there's been drama in this recruitment, but it really feels like the drama has really been picking up here the uh, past few weeks with this uh, five-star edge out of the Kansas City area. And I could tell last show that, uh, I don't know if annoyed's the right word, but you were ready to get to the finish line one way or the other. On I'm this just over it, man. I'm just over it. Like, I'm almost to the point where, well, and to a certain extent, I – I really don't care where these kids go when I'm covering them. You know, I want them to make the decision that they feel is best for them. But, man, I and I was about to this point at this time last year with Peyton Bowen. Hopefully this whole Nguyenary debacle doesn't last all the way till National Signing Day the way that the Bowen recruitment did. But, man, I'm just so ready for this to end. For better or worse, I am ready for it to end. I think that I mean, if he commits to Missouri in six days, it's this, not going to end. This is going to last until National Signing Day. Like the the first one, the second one. And I'm going to guess that he would probably sign in December. I have no idea. I mean, that's just really a guess right now. But if he were to commit to OU, I think the chances are a lot higher that the the drama is. You know, not crazy during the season, but yeah, if he goes to Missouri, if he if he commits to Missouri, and what I think happened, or like if Missouri has a bad year, th- there will be even more drama to come in what October, November, and down the stretch in December as well. So six days, I say, could signify the end of it. But if the if the pick is Mizzou and they don't win more than what six games next year, then we're still going to be talking about this for for the next several months. So. Buckle in if Mizzou's the is the choice here. And it seems nationally, I, I don't know if everyone nationally has this feel, but there are definitely some national reporters out there who are uh, sounding off and they, they're they feeling like it's Missouri here uh, a little less than a week out. I, at least one guy from Rivals, like not a ton of crystal ball predictions are coming in, but that seems to be the feel that I'm getting nationally is uh, on the Mizzou side of things. Which, okay, you know, people – People have their spins. People have their takes. People come by their intel different ways. You know, anybody who thinks it's Missouri at this point in time, look, I'm not going to go to war with those folks. Uh, I I still think, honestly, he can say what he wants about a decision having been made for two or three weeks, but I still feel as though there's something to be decided in this race as we sit here six days out. Uh, rivals, they have, like, their uh, recruiting rumors that are out there. Gorney's recruiting rumor mill. Here's what they say on the williams Winery front. There is considerable confidence coming from the Missouri and Oklahoma camps when it comes to the five-star defensive end, and soon the rubber will meet the road. There uh, are location and NIL considerations playing a role for Missouri, and there are whispers the Tigers could get it done with Winery, Winery, but there are also tons of factors playing in the Sooners' favor as well. Talking about Jamar Mosey playing from OU, uh, his son Isaiah is an OU lean, Caden Green's at OU, PJ Adabare's at OU. So it seems pretty simple how it lays out right here, man. You know, not, both of these teams, it's a it's a two horse race. But these two teams have totally different advantages in this one. Mizzou is closer and maybe has the stronger NIL pitch. OU's got the better with the relationships and the teammates. I guess which one will win out in the end we'll find in six days. But the 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 pros for each side here seem to be pretty set, Parker, at least from where I'm sitting today. The guy that promised us a case of Olipop if Caden Durham doesn't sign with LSU asked me flat out, Parker, who, you, who are you picking as of today? If you had to make me pick today, I would still go with Oklahoma. Uh, 
A listener in the A17 says, if he picks Missouri, can you start getting paid right away? If he does, wouldn't it have to be at bat if he flipped? I'd, huh. I'd, hmm. there, there's got to be a misspelling or an autocorrect in there somewhere because that text just doesn't make sense. But as I understand it, uh, apparently, yeah, you can start getting paid as early as September 1st if you sign a non-binding agreement with an in-state institution. So, look, I there's so much red tape involved in all of it. I don't envy anybody who's actually tied into this situation, uh, whether at Oklahoma or Missouri or elsewhere, that are actively, actively involved in recruiting the kid. It's just it, – it th- these things just get so much more difficult to track and follow when there is – an astronomical amount of money involved. Jeremy for more says, didn't the Missouri recruiting guru switch his future cast from Mizzou to OU? Yeah, it sounds like that was a uh, that was a fake. Yeah, that was a fake tweet. Um, Clint Cosgrove is his name, and the tweet said Clay Crossgrove on it. So it was fake, and they got the wrong name on there. It was a troll. So I, I saw that yesterday. I saw it. Uh, so I think I saw it last night and said, oh, interesting. Look around it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that, that's not exactly what's going on there. Peyton said, would be so funny if he committed to Mizzou, cashed checks for three months, and then hey, to OU. Hey, I, I don't know if that's legal. I'm, I'm sure that it is in today's day and age. Who knows? Well, no, 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 it would be. Okay, like, well, if the kid wanted that? to play it that way, he could do that. It, as it has been laid out to me, if the kid wanted to do that, he could do that. He could collect checks from Missouri for three months. And then flip to OU because again, the agreement is non-binding. You can't you can't collect a paycheck because of a promise that you're going to sign with a particular institution. I I guess the way it works is they can pay you, but in the end, if you want to commit somewhere else, you can do that. So if you're Missouri right now, you better better feel real confident. Like, let's just say they get his pledge next week and they want to start paying on September 1st. Better be real confident that he's going to honor that pledge because you may end up paying the kid money for three months only to watch him sign somewhere else in December. Well, look, I I, uh, I would just rather him commit to OU on Monday night, 7 p.m. I, I would not want to have to go through. As funny as that would be, Parker, all the crap that we would have to go through for the next three months to get to that point. I don't know if it's worth it, but it would be it would be pretty amazing, pretty hilarious if he commits to Missouri next Monday, gets the NIL money only to pick OU Georgia or anywhere else but Missouri on signing day in December of uh, of this year. It would be it would be fantastic. And again, I don't hope that he picks Missouri on Monday. I don't hope that that happens. But if he does, you know how they do the uh, scoreboard updates in stadium? Oh buddy, uh, could could you imagine the cheers that'll be going on if you have Missouri scoreboard updates in the second quarter and they're getting blasted by South Carolina? That whole place is going to be, yeah, let's go! Screw Missouri! <laughs> we can all root against Missouri hard this year. It's going to be great. From the 405, last week Parker was belittling everyone who suggested Nwaneri to Missouri. Parker, what happened? Ooh. I don't recall belittling anyone that suggested Nwaneri to Missouri. Perhaps I might have belittled somebody who had suggested Nwaneri to Georgia or Nwaneri to Tennessee or Nwaneri to Oregon, but I am the one who's been saying for the longest time, longer than anybody else in the industry, it's an OU-Missouri battle. So, no, I was not belittling anyone that suggested that 
Nuaneri might end up at Missouri. And look, it, I, I'll say it again. As I sit here today, I don't think a final decision has been made, regardless of what Nuaneri is telling people. Um, uh, scary Gary, do we lose any of his teammates to the portal if he goes to Missouri? No, 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 no. He has one teammate at Oklahoma. That teammate is Caden Green, who is Sooner born and Sooner bred and not going anywhere. Scott T says, NIL is such a mess. Now a kid can start making money from a university while still playing high school football. Mind is blown. Yeah, um, it, it is a mess right now, and... You know, that rumored number is out there, right? What What is it, 750K that Missouri is offering? That That's the rumored number. Um, NIL is a mess, and it's going to continue to be a mess if that's actually an accurate number or if the number is any anywhere close to that, that uh, williams Winery is being offered by Missouri. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's totally, totally a mess right now. Travis Davidson just texted me and said, the amount of – Parker sounds defeated. He knows Mizzou is getting him. Tweets and DMs I've got today are insane. I can tell you're just worn the hell out. Yes, Travis, that is accurate. I am worn the hell out. Still worn out from the weekend? Great wedding, by the way. Thank you. I I felt bad on Saturday, though. By the way, uh, unrelated to what I'm about to say, Bob Thune, amazing. Big Bob Thune fan. First time meeting him. Okay, good. Big time. Big time Bob Thune fan. I, but I did feel bad on Saturday because I joked with you on Friday that yeah, someone is just going to randomly announce that they're you know moving their commit date up. I didn't think that that was going to happen. Parker, I was simply making a joke, man. I didn't want that to happen on your wedding day, and I definitely didn't want to ha- have it happen at 4 p.m., right, when the ceremony was getting started, but that's exactly what happened with Josh Iasosa. So as the wedding was starting, essentially... You know, Parker is waiting for his bride to walk down the aisle. There I am, sitting in a pew, basically tweeting out guys that can recruit with a Bill Biedenboe photo <laughs> attached. So I hope you don't mind that I was tweeting during your uh, wedding, but it was what was best for the station at that time, so I had to put something out about ISOSA committing. I oh, hope that's man. okay. I, I, now, I will say, and I mentioned this yesterday, you weren't here, but I, I had a conversation via text with Josh ISOSA in the hours leading up to his commitment. And, it, like, I, I had made a joke on Twitter about it. Some of the effect of, like, seriously, any other time, any other day. And he was like, man, if it helps you out at all, I can commit at three. I can get it out of the way an hour sooner. And I was just like, man, you know what? At this point, it's all good. This is what I got coworkers for. Best day of my life, best day of your life. Let's just both I couldn't enjoy get it. any internet reception for about a ten-minute stretch, though. I mean, we, we were out – we're, we're out a little bit. I mean, there wasn't fantastic um, internet, you know, service out there. I mean, it was good enough, but I, so I was I was five minutes late to the punch there with Josh Isosa. But uh, all is uh, all is well. OU gets what its third offensive line commit so far in this 2024 class. Still waiting on Grant Bricks, uh, which would really kind of complete that. But um, yeah, it's what you're what you're waiting on now. Josh Isosa, congratulations. Scott T says Parker is ready for his honeymoon. Let's be honest. Can't wait, Scott. Can't wait. Uh, from the 405, I predict that I don't give a crap who Williams Nuaneri commits to. Um, well, you're probably the only one who doesn't <laughs> care about that. Say a lot of a lot of OU I'll, fans out there I'll do. I'll see you on the uh, I'll see you on the uh, text line. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next Tuesday. 501, Tyler, do you hate Missouri or Calturd more? I, I I think I hate Missouri more than anyone or anything. Wow. I mean, a, A&M's a close second, but uh, no, Missouri, the, the, the hate is strong there. Always has been, always will be. Always will be. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You guys have shown up today 
right at 2 p.m., bombarding us with Cruton questions, which we love. Yes, we'll talk more about Williams Winery. Oh, you got a kicker today from right up the road in Moore. USC, fifth decommitment of the cycle so far? Say it ain't so. Whole lot of recruiting coming up next right here on The Ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref, we are the home of Sooner fans. Ref Army, listening nationwide, listening worldwide today on the free and official KREF app. Just search KREF in the App Store. We just got a text from the Vineyards. The Vineyards are listening in Venice. Vineyards in Venice, that should be a uh, hashtag for their vacation if they believe in such things. I don't know. Uh, Godly Texas is tuned in. Shiprock, New Mexico. Portland, Maine. Fort Washington, Maryland. Decatur, Illinois. Colorado Springs, Colorado. San Mateo, California. Small town of the day. Calera, Oklahoma. Down there by Durant is our small yep. town of the day. Ref Army Locator brought to you by k Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, k is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabric. So you did get a kicker today for the 2024 class. Now, 24-7 rivals, they don't rank kickers. Cole's Kicking does that. Liam Evans from Moore High School, the number seven ranked kicker according to uh, Cole's Camp or Cole's Kicking. So, okay, a, a nice ad for 2024, and I'm guessing that they're going to get this via a PWO or one of these deals where they're able to pay it with NIL? That is correct. So, an incentivized PWO in essence. I mentioned this uh, a couple hours back when I was on with Steely, but uh, Liam Evans' dad and my dad go back a long way. They're both pastors, and so cool. uh, they've been friends for a long time, and so... Uh, Liam's dad, Sean, has kept me very up to date with the ins and outs of Liam's recruitment over the last couple of years. And it was always kind of apparent that, well, A, for one thing, his kid's a really dang good kicker. Well, there was a video and, that he put out in 2022 where he made five in a row from 60 yards. So he's, yeah. he's got a leg. So, A, he's a really good kicker. And, B, that family is sooner born, sooner bred. If it were financially feasible for him to attend the University of Oklahoma and play football, that was always what he was going to do. And I can, so he I got can't that wait. opportunity courtesy of Jay Nunez. KRefSports.tv, all the OU fans are going to be watching uh, all the more games that we have. We have every single more football game on KRefSports.tv. Everyone going to be tuning in. All right. 43 yards from the left hash. Let's see if old Liam can uh, <laughs> knock this down. But, no, seriously, if you're a fan of the more Lions – where else would you go this upcoming football season? Check out all the games, uh, krefsports.tv, and our entire lineup that we're going to have this upcoming uh, football season. And, and really, I mean, every single sport as well, not just football, but uh, all the uh, all, all the fall sports as well. Okay, so there's a vibe with williams area. It seems like nationally maybe it's trending towards more of a Missouri feel. Um, David Stone, all is, all is quiet as we're, what, a few weeks away from, from that announcement. Just not really much of anything going on the front of David Stone right now, which I think ultimately has got to be a good thing for OU when it's, you know. When a kid's an OU lean and everybody kind of knows he's an OU lean and two weeks until decision day, there's not really anything that would lead you to believe that his the status of his commitment is remotely in jeopardy. Yeah, no news is good news with David Stone. There will be uh, news at some point, I'm sure. Once that commit date gets closer and closer and closer, once we get closer to the end of uh, 
August, I'm sure some uh, rumblings will start to happen about a real con- – do you think uh, when we get to that day or close to that day – because who have we talked about the most as OU's biggest challengers for David Stone? Michigan State Miami, right? Yeah, sure. Do you think there's, there's a chance, and what are the chances, that we get a week out and someone starts to reportedly start to trend that's not Michigan oh, State or boy. Miami? I just – I'll be honest, and I – I guess this could age horribly. I don't think it will. It's very tough for me to envision a scenario in which David Stone goes anywhere but Oklahoma. Sure feels that way right now. It's it's. I mean, the and we've had this thought for at least a month, maybe more than that. But yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely more confident in David Stone ending up in Oklahoma than I am Williams Winery ending up in Oklahoma. Now I don't know if I would have said that in April. But I definitely would have said that in the month of July and maybe even I, I think we even said it towards like the middle part of June as well. So anything can happen. We know this, but as of right now, it looks good for David Stone. To the text line, JR in Broken Arrow says Mule Shoe had a commit flip to Oregon. My day instantly got better. Fifth of the uh fifth of the cycle, four star corner, Dakota Fields flips from USC to Oregon. And it's not just that that's the fifth decommit of the cycle for Mule Shoe. It just it was just all just so perfect, man. Uh, it comes out that USC was upset that Oregon got the Big Ten invite because they viewed that as a huge recruiting advantage out there on the West Coast. So they're upset by it. And then a four-star corner flips from USC to Oregon not even a week after all that. It's just it's – it's been perfect, Parker. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Big fan of it. Coy says if this Evans kid turns out to be him – don't let him get near a burrito and kick it, please. Seriously, Can't do that. That's when things started to turn south. Zane says, I'm concerned Parker won't have enough free time to update us between his upcoming interviews with Samoan prospects. Maybe the wife should sit this trip out? Something to think about. What's best for uh, OU football recruiting, you know? What's best for locked in? Jamie in Whitehouse says, if Williams goes to Mizzou, it will be disappointing. I guess I question why you'd want to go somewhere that you were going to get double teamed every game. And that's the big question for me, and I think there will be a lot of – like, and let's say, hypothetically here, for the sake of the argument, let's say Williams Nguyenary commits to Missouri next week. First off, over the final four months of the recruiting cycle, one thing I can guarantee you is that OU is not going to back off their pursuit of Nguyenary. Secondly, would you rather be trying to flip a kid from Missouri or from Tennessee, Oregon, Georgia? Right, like you you have much higher. Oh, it's the odds same point. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still it's still part even with the massive NIL pitch that they have out to one area. This is still best case scenario that you can hope for going after the number one defensive player in a in a class. So, like, and it, it it's weird to say this if you're just taking it at face value, but. If you lose out on Williams and Winery's commitment next week, you would rather lose out to Missouri than anybody else. But I think that's going to be one of the things, in a world where Oklahoma has to try and flip the kid, that they're going to be pushing the hardest is, hey, look, man, yeah, you're making good money. Okay, you can make good money here too. You're not as close to home, but you're still within driving distance. And from a football perspective, bro, you can come to Oklahoma – and you can play on a line that's got David Stone and R. Mason Thomas and P.J. Adebare and Jaden Jackson, and you never have to worry about getting double-teamed because they can't double-team everybody. 
Or you can go to Missouri where everybody and their second cousin's mom knows who their meal ticket is on the defensive line. And as long as they keep you in check, that's pretty much all they have to do. Yeah. Aaron and Lubbock, I like this. Aaron says, though it's a reach, this is our new Texas Tech buddy for those that don't know. We formed this relationship right around a week ago. Aaron and Lubbock says, though it's a reach, if Tech and OU meet in the Big 12 championship, can we do a jersey exchange except I give you a tortilla and you give us Emmett Jones back? I just want Micah Hudson, LOL. Anyone willing to trade a used tortilla, which God knows how it got into the stadium past security, for Emmett Jones, who's killing it on the 24 and 25 recruiting trail. Does that Let me seem ask like you. a fair trade? <laughs> Let me ask you, <laughs> how many tortillas would you trade Emmett Jones for right now? I, I don't even think of all the tortillas in the world, Fl- uh, flour or corn. You can combine all the flour and corn tortillas forever. Wouldn't trade for Emmett Jones. Wouldn't do it, man. Wow. Wouldn't do it. But he's probably the guy that could finally get Micah Hudson to say, all right, enough is enough. I'm going to go ahead and commit to Texas Tech. Let's go. I'm going to stop flirting with Texas and A&M. I'm just going to go ahead and commit to Tech. Sorry, Aaron. You're going to come back uh, with with a better deal than that. You're going to have to do better than a tortilla for for Emmett Jones back. From the 501, Parker, any chance we land a four-star wide receiver I've never heard you guys talk about? Quasi Gilmer from California. It's funny you bring him up, and that text comes from a listener in Arkansas. Funny you bring him up. I will tell you this much about Quasi Gilmer. If there were room for him at Oklahoma, he would be at Oklahoma right now. Emmett Jones has more guys that want to play for him in the 2024 cycle than he knows what to do with. And the Sooners have had to cap the class at five receivers, but they could just as easily, like with the relationships that Emmett Jones has built, they could expand that class to seven or eight. Getting there, getting there in 2025 as well. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a scenario where, what, how many, how many scholarships? Like Jaden Nickens, I think is going to commit on August 12th, right? Yes. He's going to commit this week. Okay, so that would leave them with one wide receiver spot left in in 2025. At least we would think. I, I guess that could always change from now until a year. But anyway, the point is. Regardless if they have one spot left or two spots left after Jaden Nickens, it's they got four or five receivers on the board, Parker. It's probably, hey, I like all you guys, but at this point, like I only have a certain number of spots. Whoever commits first is is going to get one of the final spots that we have left on our board. So that's just kind of the position that they're in right now. By the way, from our buddy Grill Boy, how are you all missing the funniest part of the USC flip? Muleshoe thought he'd recruit better at SC because of all the Cali talent. And all five decommitments are from Cali kids. It's amazing. Favorite story of the week thus far. Uh, for the 405, why does Mizzou have the ability to make a larger NIL offer than OU? I don't think it's about ability to make a larger NIL offer. Like Here's, here's the way that, that I look at it. I look at, at it as this staff knows, especially Drink, he knows that he's on the hot seat, which means that every other staffer, at Mizzou right now is on the hot seat as well. They are, I'm sure, using getting the number one overall player. They're saying that we're not going to get beat by the bag here, right? We're going to throw out the most lucrative NIL offer to give us an advantage in this recruitment. And if we get Williams Winery, if we get the other five-star wide receiver, then maybe our uh, seat isn't as hot as it would be if we missed out on both of those players. I mean, is that is that fair to say that about the – the recruitment here of Ryan Wingo and Williams Winery, that this staff knows that they're on the hot seat 
And by getting those two guys committed, especially the number one player, the number one defensive player, they have a better chance at surviving a 5-7, and 6-6 seven, six and six yeah, season. I think, I think, I think that's, that's what it's more about here. That's very fair to say because let's, let's say Missouri goes 5-7. and seven. Let's say they don't have a winning season, as we expect looking at that schedule. Tyler, what, what generally happens to Power 5 football coaches when in none of their first four years at the helm they post a winning record? Uh, especially in the SEC, they end up fired is what happens. Bingo. So, and I, I, I think what's also worth keeping in mind here is that let's, let's say they get Ryan Wingo and Williams and Winery. Let's just say that happens. Are those two guys going to walk in next year and instantly reverse the University of Missouri's fortunes? No. And so you would have to imagine the the administration will be cognizant of that as well, and it, they won't just look at it and say, oh, you know, we weren't th- that good this year, but Drinkwitz got those couple five-stars committed. We better wait this out. No, they're going to say, wow, we suck again for the fourth year in a row, and it's not going to get any better next year because these guys need to get developed and we need to add more pieces before we can go toe-to-toe with the top programs in the SEC and that's not going to happen in 2024. So what are we waiting for? We might as well might as well just move on. Yeah. Uh, all right. 405-651-3439. <laughs> I just saw you pull up Gunny's text there, and I read half of it, and it already made me laugh. Didn't even read the entire text. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Some uh, practice notes from practice number five today when we get back. And, uh, oh, boy, someone has a ranking of the best quarterbacks in all of Power 5, and it's not very kind to Dylan Gabriel. We'll tell you where he ranks as well coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Boy, 24-7 ranked all the Power 5 quarterbacks going into this year. Not a very kind ranking for Dylan Gabriel. Um, The Big 12 quarterbacks ranked in front of him, which, LOL, Quinn Ewers is ranked at Number four, <laughs> the fourth best power five quarterback why? going into this why? season. Why? Why? Dude, I've been wondering that all offseason long. I've been waiting for someone to like give me a legitimate answer as to why he's a top five quarterback going into this year. It's Haven't the heard one. evergreen question about really anything pertaining to the perpetual Texas preseason hype. But that guy is the fourth best returning quarterback in college football after what he did last season. Because what he did last season, Tyler, was very statistically similar to what Dylan Gabriel did last season. So, I, I'm going to ask you ask you to spoil it for me. Where is Dylan Gabriel on this list? 23 on this list. He's ranked behind Will Howard, who's at number 9. Like, I don't, What in the world? I love you. Will Howard did some nice things last year. You know, top 10 quarterback in college football going in this year. That's that, I don't know if I can get there. Chandler Morris is ranked in front of Dylan Gabriel. He's at number 14. Jalen Daniels is ranked in front of Dylan Gabriel. He is at number 17. DG, the number five quarterback in his own conference going into this year. And some other names ranked in front of him across the country. Riley Leonard at Duke is ranked in front of him. Shadur Sanders at uh, Colorado (laughs) is ranked in front of him. Carson Beck at Georgia ranked in front You're of Dylan joking Gabriel. at this so point. look you're joking I'm not joking it's 24 7 sports rankings I didn't see which of their uh, staff members actually okay wrote listen it, but, I man obviously I know and respect mm-hmm. many of the folks over there at 24 7 sports for my time there but respectfully what the hell 
what are we doing? What categories are we ranking these quarterbacks on? If we're taking a guy that has four years of starting experience in Dylan Gabriel, and we are ranking him below the likes of Carson Beck and Shadur Sanders, neither of whom have accomplished anything at the power five. No, and hey, I think we, I think you would agree with this as well. There are definitely ways that Dylan Gabriel needs to be better this year. Yeah, Dylan I'm, Gabriel is in no way, in my opinion, a perfect quarterback or even a top five quarterback on this list. I wouldn't have him in the top five. There's some work that needs to be done, but having him as the fifth best quarterback in the conference going into the year, if if that list is any sort of true, then yeah, my expectations are a little bit too high on this team. I, I just I tend to think that Gabriel is better than you know, fringe top 25 quarterback in college football this year. That's that's just me. This should tell you what type of listener this texter is. They said, yeah, DG sucks. He may be too high on the list. Hmm. Their most recent text before that one said, if OU falls off, fire Brent and get a coach that can recruit and win. Which, okay, I guess it's Fun. kind of like if, o, if OU falls off. Wade but. in OKC bought my Tulsa mini pack. Thanks for the tip, Tyler. You're welcome, Wade. I'm glad that happened for you. However, I cost myself – Potentially uh, some money, telling it to everyone else and not taking my own advice and getting the mini pack for the Tulsa game this year. But we'll see uh, all the 918ers, uh, Ref Army members up there coming up in week three. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. 281, I think this is uh, the first text. Hey, guys, Houston Sooner and bored at work. Do we have a timeline on Grant Bricks, and are y'all still feeling good about it? Am I still feeling good about it? Yes. Do we have a timeline? No. Will I have additional intel for you on the other side of the weekend? Yes, because on Saturday morning, I will be in Logan, Iowa. Do you think you'll find anyone in Logan, Iowa that meets the measurables of uh, an offensive lineman that TCU has on the roster this year at six foot five, four hundred and fifty-five pounds? Four hundred and fifty-five pounds. See that guy? Oh my gosh! Well, of course, if you're anywhere near, you would see him. The thing is, like, that kid is fat. There is no two ways about it. That kid is morbidly obese. But he's actually really freaking quick on his feet. Quick feet? If you like, quick twitch for 6'5", 455? If you've watched some of that kid's camp video, or, or if you watch it, because he played at South Oak Cliff, which is a very prestigious prep football school in the state of Texas, that kid can play ball. It's not just like, okay, he's six foot five and enormous. We'll take him as an offensive lineman and just hope he can clock holes. No, he's actually really technically sound for six, being that huge. Six five, four fifty five. I mean, buddy, we're we're on the other side of getting the five bills here. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're gonna get closer to five bills than we're gonna get uh, away from it. And we get to see him the day after Thanksgiving as well. Think about that. I am uh, I'm definitely more excited about the TCU game now. Just because I get to see an offensive lineman that's six foot five, maybe four hundred and sixty pounds, uh, since Thanksgiving was the day before, it's going to be quite a sight to see him run out on the field. Yeah, run well, out and again, like field. You, you see photos of that kid, you're like, there's zero chance he's an athlete. But then you actually watch the film on him, and it's kind of astonishing because he moves, and I don't know how, but he moves. Very well for being that They got to throw it to him at least once. The ultimate fat guy touchdown. They need to throw it to him at least once inside the five-yard line this year. Line him up as an eligible receiver and just throw it to him in the middle of the end zone. Somebody in the 918 says, okay, I've heard Parker say what the hell twice today. That's when you know it's bad. Uh, That's generally pretty accurate. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I sensed it uh, on with Steely earlier today, but you are, uh, you're fed up with the williams Winery recruitment. The, the drama is high right now. You're ready for this thing to, to get over with. Okay, so, but where are we at right now? Is this a true coin flip six days out from the announcement? Is that, is that how you feel? Things are currently uh, trending with the decision? Look, I, I'm still riding with Oklahoma. Would I say it's a coin flip? No. But, like, Missouri's in this thing. They've been in this thing. They'll continue to be in this thing, and I don't want to act like that isn't the case. But everybody else is out. That kid's not going to Georgia. He's not going to Tennessee. He's not going to Oregon. I, I've been saying the exact same thing now for three weeks, which is that it's OU Missouri. I favor OU. Ask me again in three days after the week has kind of run its course and we are getting down to the final hours of this recruitment. But, look, I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I'm planning on being up there next Monday for his announcement. 7 p.m.? I'm guessing that's going to be streamed live, uh, the williams Winery recruitment? I, I don't know exactly. I would, I would guess, but, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll find that out later this week. Missouri's last seven games from the 918. LSU at home at Kentucky. South Carolina at home at Georgia. Tennessee and Florida at home at Arkansas. There's no way after seven whoopings in a row, a kid of that caliber signs those papers, especially after OU is number one in TFLs again. Straight okay, up, man. Like, there might not be a win over those seven sure. games. Sure, and, and I agree with that, and that's going to hurt. At least I would think it would hurt Missouri's chances if they lose seven in a row or six out of the seven down the stretch and they're five and seven. But it feels like NIL is a very, very heavy factor in Missouri's pitch here. And if williams Winery were to pick Missouri, I think NIL would be a major factor here. So... I don't know. Like, would will the five and seven or six and six necessarily surprise him? Is this all nil driven? And would a bad season even um, would would it really affect things all that much if that nil number is what it is? You, you know what I'm saying? I, I I guess I just wonder if that rumored number is anywhere to be true. Is he going to stick with that Missouri commitment no matter how bad the record is this year? Just because that number is so staggering. I mean, obviously, I hope not, but. That's just that's just my question. Yeah. I look, needless to say, if he commits to Missouri next week, that's this thing's far from over. And if he commits to OU next week, this thing's far from over. Like you're gonna have to hang on. But it'll be a lot easier for Oklahoma to hang on to that kid's commitment for four months than it will for Missouri to hold on to that commitment. The, the tone with this recruitment right now, just kinda like the <sighs> Sounds a lot like David Stone a few months ago, doesn't it? The Dean Choctaw says, been flipped. Who, who would have thought Parker would be more annoyed with the Nguyenary recruitment than Stone? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Straight up. Dean Choctaw. Yeah. Same thoughts. Which I don't think we're just done We're done just yet with David Stone. I'm, I'm sure something's going to happen here down the stretch. I don't I, – I think OU is ultimately going to get that commitment, but is it going to be easy? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. 405-651. 3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You guys, I mean, seriously, you've been awesome today on the text line as always, but you're really feeling it up today. We'll get to more of those, uh, more crouton as well on the, on the other side. Keep it locked in the ref. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on the ref, we are the home of Sooner fans. Bob Stoops joins the rush next hour at 320. 
You got Caden Durham committing on August 10th in two days. That one looks like it's going to be LSU there. Jaden Nickens committing on August 12th. That one looks like it's going to be OU. Anyone else this week that I'm mentioning or that I'm forgetting outside of Caden Durham on Thursday and then um, Jaden Nickens coming up on the 12th? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Until Williams Winery Day. Which is coming up in six days uh, next Monday. Can't come soon enough. 24-7, OU's currently ranked 14th on three. OU is currently ranked 16th right now in the 2024 rankings. How about this text on the Meyer Chevrolet text line from the 405? Can you make sure our fans know to not send death threats to these kids if they commit elsewhere? It's ridiculous I have to say this, but if there is a chance we would sign one area or stone for that matter after they committed elsewhere, a death threat would pretty much seal the deal and keep them from coming, yeah. SMH. For instance, there was a <laughs> there was a lot of instant erasure of slander on the interwebs when Peyton Bowen first Delete, delete, Oklahoma. delete, exactly. delete, delete. Exactly. So no death threats, don't. but if you want to remind him that Missouri's going to lose their final seven games of the regular season. Nah, don't e- don't even do that. But definitely no death threats. Uh, surely we don't have to do that. That that was uh, that texture from the 405's first text ever. So they really mean no death threats, please, to uh, anyone that does not commit to OU this upcoming cycle. Uh, 501, who's getting hit harder with flips, USC or Georgia? I mean, USC because they don't have Georgia's roster right now. And USC because they have five and five from their own state, from the state of California. I don't think anyone's been hit harder with flips than, than USC has so far in the cycle. And Sean sent um, an interesting text to me earlier in the show. Tell me what you think about this. Okay. He is saying that kids are reading the tea leaves, that O'Meal Shoe's going to be in the NFL soon. You Possibly in one year. And they, maybe that's the reason why there's so many uh, flips going on at SC right now. Well, hmm. well, well. I'm going to have a lot of receipts to pull if that happens, by the way. Because, I look, I can't imagine anything has gone – like, I, I, I shouldn't say anything. I can't imagine anything from an administrative standpoint has gone the way Muleshoe anticipated that it would go. Because I don't think he planned on coaching a Big Ten team no. in 2024. no. And once that move to the Big Ten was made, I don't think he planned on Oregon coming in hot on his heels either. Now, the season, they, if you want to say they exceeded expectations, I guess just overall, like, win total, I think that they did. But, you know, recruiting-wise, it hasn't gone the way they thought. You just mentioned the conference affiliation. If they don't have a season this year where they win the Pac-12 or with a tougher schedule, if maybe they're an 8-4, and 9-3 team, they're going to lose a lot of steam, man, because they're not – I mean, they're going to have a good recruiting class, but they're not going to have a top-10 class most likely this year, Parker. I mean, they just haven't recruited the level that they or any, everyone else thought that they were going to. So unless they're in the playoff or win the Pac-12 this year, I feel like they're going to lose a ton of momentum. Florida Sooner says Raiders are tanking with the idea to get both Caleb and Riley. Maybe so. Raiders are be even more uh, hateable if they get those two guys. From the 402, I mean, seriously, if he is truly more NIL-driven and doesn't care about going to a crappy school, what is OU really going to do to change that? Hope he commits to us, but if not, move on and recruit the next dude. Obviously talking about Williams-Winary there. 
Yeah. I mean, well, if he commit look, if he commits to Missouri, OU's not. OU didn't give up on David Hicks last year. They wouldn't give up on Williams Winnery either. No. And one one thing I can promise you is that if Williams Winnery were to commit to Missouri, and I find myself saying that phrase a lot today, mostly because a lot of the texts are predicated on that assumption. What Oklahoma's not going to try and do is flip Williams Winnery with money. I'd agree no. with that. It, it, their their pitch to, is strong enough right now. Exactly. But they're not going to say, oh, Missouri's offering you $3 million. Well, make it $4 million. Come on down. No, that's not the way that it's Oklahoma not a bidding, does It's not a bidding game here. No. The offer is – and from what I understand, the offer is like – in terms of offers that they've had during the NIL era, this is one of the better ones that they've that they've had out there. So yeah, this is no no bidding war is going to happen here. Five star Randy, if you live by the mule shoe, you die by the mule shoe. Yeah. Me thinks he'll be in the NFL in the next two years. Maybe he doesn't even coach a, a game in the Big Ten. I think that's definitely on the table. There's gotta be odds on that somewhere, right? We can bet on which conference Florida State's gonna be in. Surely we can bet on when Mule Shoe's gonna be in the NFL. All right, that'll do it for Locked In. The Rush is coming up next. Bob Stoops at 320. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.